we are. Yep. We're back with uh, Dizzy for Dizzy. Yes. <laughs> I'm Ashley. And I'm Kristen. I don't know why that intro was super awkward. You know what? Because I think... I think our normal <laughs> pattern is like I say what you just said, and so yeah. we, we switched it a little bit, which so is a good. We, it's not a bad thing, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. it didn't flow as well. Um, but we're talking about Harry Day Sin volume fifteen today. Yeah, we're like getting into the. I don't know about like I think we're on the outskirts of getting into what's gonna feel like the nitty gritty, like. Mm. Because of just all the things that happened in this episode, I'm like, okay, I think we're headed into some angst, like some serious angst territory here. Yeah, I could see six. Oh, man, it's going to be the same thing that's always is 16 and 17. Why do they do that? Why do disease stick to that pattern? Oh, my gosh. It's the formula. Absolutely. I can see 16 and 17 being full of angst and not Mm -hmm. like them breaking up angst i don't right. know that i see them breaking up but i could see some hard rough stuff road coming mm-hmm. yeah yeah interesting well the fact that we for sure went an entire episode without demir telling celine who elul is and on the on the advice of vedat of all this people the, vedat okay. this is the first time i mean listen 15 episodes is a great track record yes okay? But this is the first time I have ever been like, that is terrible advice, sir. What are you doing? Same. Like. Same. I was like, no, sir. No. This is, this is <laughs> not your job. Your job is to be the smart good friend, mm-hmm. as you always are. And always. tell him to do the right thing, which is to tell Celine. Yes. But I felt like it helped that Celine also mm-hmm. sort of backed that up when she yeah. was like, well, don't worry about it. We don't have to talk about it. So, but it still doesn't mean that mm-hmm. that's the right thing to do. Yeah. I have a theory about that too. Um, okay. But before we fully get into it. I know. Um, I'm jumping the gun here. You, That's all right. Um, <laughs> I mean, not that we have like any like super pressing housekeeping, but. No. Um, you. It looks like you read some more this week because I saw you posting some Kindle quotes from Miss Judith McNaught. Okay. (laughs) I just started A Kingdom of Dreams last night Mm -hmm. and I could not stop reading. I'm already. I know. Guys, Ashley did not finish the episode until like 15 minutes before we started recording this because she was reading all night. (laughs) I couldn't do it. I got maybe 100, 150 pages in because I felt, I immediately fell in love with (gasps) these people, this girl, this heroine. I love her so much. She's such a little brat. She's so sassy. She's so like stubborn and determined Mm -hmm. and i mean she she the the book starts with her getting kidnapped so (laughs) but she's like really wily and Mm -hmm. she does everything that she can to try to escape she's with her sister uh who is really mild-mannered and sweet and she's the the stereotypical i guess fiery redhead Mm -hmm. um so I I couldn't I couldn't stop reading because it was just really good. Like that I posted a quote because she gets away. She finds a way to get a needle and thread mm-hmm. because they have this whole plan for escape. But <laughs> 
she convinces the soldiers who kidnapped her uh-huh. and her sister to let them do some mending so that they can get a needle and thread. <laughs> and the mending that they do is like hilarious. She sews the sleeves shut on, on this guy's shirt. They like embroider a skull and crossbones onto one of the shirts. It's oh really my funny. Gosh. So I, I loved that because I finished – an Enchantment of – no, not An Enchantment of Ravens. That's her other book that I read um, mm. a long time ago. I finished Sorcery of Thorns. Which is that, that one-off, right? It's like a, the one-off fantasy you were talking about. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. The world was was fun. Um, it wasn't amazing, but it was it was a fun mm. read. Yeah. And then I, I am still going to be picking up Assassin's Blade. Mm-hmm. But – I was like, let me let me delve into this. Um, well, and I feel like for you, it's going to be a reread. So like, it's not yeah. like you can have like a newer book that you're actually reading concurrently with it. And I think it'll right. be fine because this is a reread for Throne of Glass for you. Exactly. exactly. Um, yeah, I did not finish my Kerrigan Burn book this week because I don't know what happened, but I just was like all about DZs this week. And I binge, it it, I binge watched Ashquan 01. Oh my gosh, that show was so good. I have like my I have a few issues with the second season, like not huge, okay. but um overall though, really, really great. Um I can see why because um uh Khan and Pinar are in that one. Hmm. And so I'm like, oh no wonder they wanted them paired together for Yarga too. Like okay. I mean they're entirely different characters, but the their chemistry, their on screen partnership, like it's oh, so good. And his love confession, when it comes time for that, mm-hmm. it uh, is it know, your favorite. It might be like it's wow. It's so good. Like it's so simple. And oh my gosh, I I was like I like had to keep rewind when it happened. I was like I'm not gonna get further in this episode. I'm just because it happens like pretty soon into the episode that it happens in. It's not like an end of episode thing, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of cool. But I just kept like rewinding it back. It's like a two and a half minute thing, but it's so good. And I just want to like hug him. And he has this like <laughs> unspent, t- unspilled tears in his eyes as he's like saying oh, what he's saying. And like it's just so like he just looks so hopeful but also so sad because it's like well she could totally like and completely reject this and i'm just literally putting like my spliced open heart out there Hmm. um anyway yeah it's it's really really good so i was like well i can see why people were like when it came out they were like you need to watch this you need to watch this yeah Um, i've heard really good things about it from from the start i started the first episode but i don't even know i think that's as far as i got mm -hmm. and yeah when you told me that it really it's not necessarily the strongest first episode like Mm -hmm. you had said that and that is true but i feel like it lays the groundwork really well after that and con has a great babe walk when he's first (laughs) introduced um and because it's like late nineties, he's in like an oversized button up and like Levi's five oh ones. Like it's just yeah. it's so good. It's so good. Anyways, um, yeah. So that's what I did this week. Besides, of course, like Harrier Day Sun and yeah. Um, oh, whatnot. and I've been watching Business Proposal. Oh, that's so, right. You got further yeah. on it. I okay. did. I'm on episode eight or nine now, so I'm getting oh, closer. Nice um, to to the end. Yeah. It's really fun. It's really good. I've 
I've slowed down a little bit. I need to keep going mm-hmm. because I think there are only 12 episodes, which is a little low. Oh, it's kind of short. for a K-drama. Mm-hmm. But um, it's, it's really fun. It's hilarious. It's got two great couples so mm. that is that is good you're getting you're getting good stuff with the main couple and a secondary so mm. that's mm-hmm. actually nice that ask 101 there's more than one like love story at play here and i kind of mm-hmm. like that you're you're kind of getting to watch them all yeah happen and um and stuff um yeah i also had this really weird dream the other night and i think it was because <laughs> i was texting you because we were talking about – I was, like, jokingly, of course. I was, like, oh, my gosh. Like, Bingen's in L.A. for their honeymoon. They're going to – you know, and I was, like, maybe we'll run into them. Obviously, right. I was joking. We're not, yeah. like, driving to L.A. to go hunt them down. No, we're um, not. Because we, we are never. not psychopaths. Um, but I – then I was, like, oh, my gosh. Okay, I know I joked about this. But then I, I sent you that thing. And I was, like, look at – and it's only a 20-second clip. But I was, like, look Horrifying. at these poor souls just trying to drag their luggage out of LAX – and if you have ever been, Ashley and I both have, if you've ever had to use LAX for anything, that airport is chaos. Yeah, it's terrible. It's chaos. And they're super strict. Like, if you're lingering to, like, you can't park for very long when you're doing pickup. Like, they're, they're very strict about where you can be standing. So yeah. they're just trying to move their stuff. They got, like, already kind of scolded by someone. Like, so they're trying to get all their stuff where it needs to go. Poor, poor thing is she's on the phone. Like, try, probably, I'm guessing, trying to talk to their right or something. He's, like, manning all their luggage. And they are just surrounded by these women who just are sticking phones in their faces, yeah. trying to get selfies with them. And this one woman, like, follows her all the way to the curb. And she's, like, tapping her on the shoulder and, like, holding her phone up in selfie mode. Like, and I, I just was, like, oh, my gosh. So, it's I don't crazy. know if it was – I don't know if it's because I was talking to you about that, but then like I had the weirdest dream the other night and I was going to tell you about it and I was like, no, I'll tell her on the podcast. But like we were like somehow for whatever reason, like wound up like hanging out with them. Like we like <laughs> literally ran into them in the most like weird – we were like up at some like weird like ranch or just, just like something – I don't even know what it was. Like it just happened really naturally. It just happened really naturally. <laughs> and we were trying to be super chill, like not pretending to know who they were. Like just mm-hmm. like, oh look, other people up here. Um Oh, does this happen? To- oh, you're on your honeymoon? How fun. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like <laughs> it's just the weirdest thing, but we like totally just like connected with them and chit-chatted and hung out and had all this fun. And then when they were like leaving, we we're helping them like get on their way. And they like gifted us. They, like, gave us these gifts, but it was, like, two tractors, and I don't know why we got <laughs> tractors from that. Like, actual tra- – not, like, toy tractors. Like, actual tractors that human like beings John drive. Like, tractors. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, like Amazing. just them, like, thanking us for being – um, like, basically, they knew that we knew, but that we weren't saying <laughs> we knew who they were. Like, Phoebe, Phoebe buffet status. Yeah. They don't know yeah. that we know that they know we know. Um, it, it was just such a bizarre, weird – and I was like, why did I have this dream? And I'm like, it must just be because that's one of the last things I talked to Ashley about last yeah. night. But, um, yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Dreams so, are super dra- weird. Like, super weird. Super, super weird. Like, why were we on a ranch? Why did they – how? <laughs> and why did they buy us gigantic tractors? Like <laughs> – I don't – and like things. And what were they, we doing on a ranch that other people were honeymooning on? Like what were you and I doing up there? I, I – <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 
that's so, so weird. Funny. Anyway, so it was just the most random thing. So I was like, I got to tell her about that. That's um, amazing. Anyway, so that's all of our fun stuff for this week. Um, let me do the Demir account real quick and then we can okay. um, get back into it. So for volume 15, we had 36 uh, Demirs from Celine and our account is officially up to 435. Dang. I know. So, you know, we're going to break like 500 in the next episode or two. Oh, for sure. And, depe- and depending on like what does or doesn't get revealed there could be easily a bunch of yelling demirs so oh that's know. true mm-hmm. yeah so anyways awesome um, what was i know we kind of talked about the vidot thing but what was your favorite moment from the episode mm. Ooh, that's tough man it might have been i know that initial scene at the very beginning Oh, is my... it's, it's hard not to pick that mm-hmm. because we get an amazing Gitme. Oh, I know. And he's just so vulnerable mm-hmm. and he just needs his Celine. I it's it's really hard to not choose that one because it's yeah. just so good. It's that... such a great moment. I agree. Yeah. I um no, like hands down, like I hadn't even, and I text, and I didn't tell you exactly what moment it was, but you probably knew which one it was. I but, knew what you were talking about, yeah. And when I texted you, and I was like, "Listen, I'm like barely in the first 15 minutes, and I already mm-hmm. know this is going to be a favorite moment of the entire series for me." And I know we still have like eight episodes left to do, or yeah, yeah. eight, I think. Um, but no, for sure, because like you said, like he was just so. Obviously, he was totally shell shocked by the whole Elul showing up, which yes, you know, and good for him like when he's like look go back to where you came from like crawl Mm -hmm. back into whatever hole you came out of basically yeah Yeah. and and like she's trying to be all like um you know like when he says she says something and he's like oh like you haven't changed and she's like oh i'm so glad you think Mm -hmm. so and he's and it's like uh no that was not a compliment at all well it's pretty clear that she's expecting to come back to one specific demir and the Mm -hmm. demir she actually comes back to in reality is not the one that she wanted or expected in any way Mm -hmm. although at to that point it's like I'm sorry, are you delusional that you thought you could dump a guy and disappear mm-hmm. for and two years break an engagement for and and be gone for two years and come back and everything is just fine and he'll still be in love with you and he'll still be pining for you? Sorry, girlfriend, that's not how stuff like this works. Everything like, has changed, just yeah. like he said. That's what I love because she's like, well, clearly you took this job to try to get to me because, you know, my dad's on the board and that was only a few right. months ago. What could have possibly changed in the last couple months? And it's the way he says everything. Mm-hmm. Like, and you know what he, you know exactly what everything is. Absolutely. Um, And then everything shows right up at the door with coffee. Uh, yeah. And so, you know, and. To Elul's credit, she's like, oh, I know, you know, you're Celine Sever. I've heard about you. You're a great, you know, design mm-hmm. architect. She kind of seems to be that way with everyone in the company. Like, she knows yeah, who. Yeah, she seems like she, yeah, she's kind of done her research and mm-hmm. she's very kind to everyone. Um, they all kind of welcome her with open arms. Mm-hmm. And why wouldn't they? You know, they don't know anything about her past. Right. Um. So to her credit in that sense, just as a person outside of, 
what she's done to Demir. Like, she does seem like, okay, like, she's a good worker. Like, she yeah, she wants to appreciate the people who work for her or who she's mm-hmm. working with. She doesn't seem to have, like, a superiority complex in that sense. Like, even when Asme right. is like, let me get you coffee. She's like, no, I'm capable of pouring my own coffee. Right. I, I know it was such a little thing, but I really appreciated that. Mm-hmm. Um, and even though she poured her own coffee, she still is like, thanks for the coffee, like, to, to her. Right. So, um, yeah. So I – I like to think those were things that to show us that, like, she's not all bad. Like, yeah, she did a terrible thing to Demir, and I am not excusing right. her for that. And I have plenty of issues, and I have major beef with her. But mm-hmm. um, those things aren't a part of it. And I think it's maybe to right. help, like, soften those blows of, like, hey, she's not necessarily an awful person like Alara was, but she's mm-hmm. a person who's done awful things. Right. Um, right. So, I actually appreciate that. I appreciate yeah. that as a character, they're not making her, at least so far, yet. they're not making her full-on evil, nasty girl mm-hmm. who only wants Demir and is going to be rude and terrible to everybody else mm-hmm. because all she cares about is Demir. Well, and at one point she even tells Barack, like, listen, I don't know exactly what your plan is. Like, yes, I know Demir is what got me out here, like you bringing him up. But, like, mm-hmm. if you think I'm going to be part of some, like – evil plan to like harm him or whatever like you're barking up the wrong tree sir um yeah and, and so, the fact that she when she found out about the whole mafia thing she was not happy <laughs> nope and she kind of gives both of them a scolding like look i know you both have issues with each other but the priority here is the company and you better figure out how to work with each other so that we can save this whole situation yeah yep Exactly. So she is also there. She's not – yes, she's there because she wants Demir back. Right. Or she wants the Demir that she was with back. Um, mm-hmm. But she's also clearly there to, like, do work and, like, help the company. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I like the different dimensions she already has. Um, mm-hmm. So – but yes. So back to that opening scene, though, just because it was so, so, so good. Um, when – you know, she ex- – Elul excuses herself. And so Celine kind of is like, hey, can I come in for a minute? And he's super distracted, kind of like mm-hmm. – it takes him a minute to realize, like, oh, she's talking to me. Um, And then he's like, yeah, you know, come in, come in. When he – because she already handed him the coffee she got for him. Yeah. When he takes that coffee from her and sets it down and pulls her into that hug – and we got, like, three hugs like that this episode. I know. I, I put in my notes, I want a Demir hug. Yes. Like, seriously, I that heart, I said that hug cracked my heart in half because he's just this sad, vulnerable, scared of being abandoned boy. Like, that's yeah. really what this boils down to. Mm-hmm. And when he was just so like, hey, what you like, you left the house this morning. And I didn't know. And she's like, yeah, you know, I left a note. And he's like, I know. But next time, like. Like, you know, don't leave. Like, we'll go together. We'll get coffee together, mm-hmm. you know. And um, and he's like, but, you know, if you absolutely have to leave, like, please, like, say something verbally. Like, yeah. I when I realized I was in that house all alone, like, I didn't like that feeling. And, yeah. like, she is just looking at him like, oh, my gosh. She's just like, she can, she's like, okay. Like, did you, ha- like, did something happen? Like, mm-hmm. did you have a nightmare? And, of course, he's kind of like, yeah, you could say that. Um, you know, and so it's like, gosh, you just see all his fears rushing to the surface because this is the girl who abandoned him, who now is back. Exactly. Exactly. It's she, she totally sparks every little insecurity that he has felt and that she absolutely fed into. Mm -hmm. I do appreciate the fact though, that 
who else could understand him so much as Celine? Celine of all people would also understand like, well, I don't want the people that I love leaving me either Mm -hmm. because she suffers from the same fears as he does. So him kind of asking her to, okay, well, just tell me if you Mm -hmm. absolutely have to go do something like that. And then he hits her with the the gitme. And of course, she's like, I'll never leave. Like, you know, you uh-huh. I already told you I'm not ever going to leave that house. You don't <laughs> yeah. have to worry. I'm not going to leave you. And I think her hearing that gitme was kind of a, a reinforcing uh, a reinforcement to her as well of like, yeah. he doesn't want me to leave and I don't want him to leave. If yeah. he's asking me not to go, I know he's not going to abandon me either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And. Yeah, because, I mean, rightfully so, Celine probably has the same insecurities with him, too. Because, right. I mean, of the way episode 11 went, things were just, like, lovely and wonderful between them. And then at the drop of a hat, things changed yeah. so quickly. Yeah. Um, so she's probably got a little bit of lingering insecurity where that's concerned, too. Like, that he right. could just, like, turn at any moment. Um, and so... Yeah, even though I know she's, you know, they've both chosen to trust each other. Like, insecurities rear their ugly heads despite of course, trust, you know. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I just, I don't know, that just really, that got, that scene got me. Like, every hug after that got me too. But that one just got me big time in a way where I was just like, oh my gosh. Like, it really showcased, like, that he's clearly acted on dramas and had to really showcase emotion before. Um, yes. Because he did it so, so well. Um. So, yeah, um, I, like, um, should we maybe summarize some of the other character happenings yeah. here? I feel like all of the secondary character stuff was really simple this mm-hmm. episode. Um, we get um, the Tezes helping uh, Merve gather together gifts for her in-laws because She's going to go visit Bora, who still doesn't know when he's going to come back. Oh, my gosh. That was really interesting to me that this continues to be established that they don't know how long he will be gone. Mm -hmm. And to me, that is a sign that I don't know that we're going to see him again. And Mm -hmm. I don't know that she's going to end up still being married by the end of this show. I know. My girl just get an annulment. Um, But, you know, she's... Yeah, stressed about her marital problems so early on in their marriage. And so Mm -hmm. she basically decides to go visit him at the encouragement of others. And, of course, I think it's uh, Muharram who's like, hey, you know, bring gifts for the family. Like, that's what a bride does, you know. And since you guys kind of skipped that. Him and Azmiye know, like, all the traditional stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And, of course, Azmiye is like, you know who would be expert at this is uh, Firuze and Layla. Mm-hmm. And so they you ring them in and get them involved. And so, um, you know, the girls wind up helping her um, go put together gifts to bring for like her sister-in-law and her mother-in-law and try to make yes. them personal so that it, you know, they'll appreciate them and it'll kind of already get her off to a good start with her in-laws. Mm-hmm. And um, another big scene happens or a big circumstance or a big whatever you want to call it um, during that because – you know, Selena's helping mm-hmm. and um, Demir calls her while they're doing stuff at the Taze's house for Merve. Yes. And when he does, 
you know, he's like, well, where are you? And she's like, oh, you know, we're helping with Merve. We're with, you know, Firuze and Layla. And he's like, okay, well, don't come home too late. Or as a matter of fact, you know what? I'll come get you. Like, Mm -hmm. when you're done. And she's like, don't be silly. Like, I'm absolutely coming home. Like, I already, like, I already told you. Like, I will be home. Like, I'm just here, you know? Yeah. Um, I won't be super late. Like, please don't, like, don't stress about it. No big deal. Mm-hmm. Well, and I love this because this is actually the bonus scene because in the regular yeah. episode, all we saw was Vidot kind of side-eyeing because he could hear Demir's side of the conversation mm-hmm. and kind of side-eyeing it. And I was kind of like, man, why didn't he say something? Well, it turns out he did because when we watched the bonus episode, it was a good two, two and a half minutes too. Like it was a really good scene that yeah. honestly should have been in the episode. It was so important in really opening up like the core of Demir's problems and how he, how he manifests them. Like we know he's got yes. abandonment issues. We know he's got, you know, all this stuff and these insecurities where that's concerned. Um, but Vidat, when he's like, listen, what are you doing? Like, I'm your friend and friends tell the ugly truth. And mm-hmm. if that is not one of the most true statements, yeah. um, you know, and he tells her like that, like you're sounding controlling to her. You're doing to her what you did to Elul. Like, listen, like I know like it's hard because you were abandoned as a young kid by your mom and but, you know, you form these attachments to people and then you hold on to them so tightly that you strangle them. Right. And I thought that was a really good way for him to describe that mm-hmm. um, because we know it's not that he's trying to be controlling. We know it's not that, you know, right. but he's, you know, and I, I think this is when he's kind of like, it's not even about that, Vida. It's just, a, I worry, like, what if something happens to her and I didn't know where she was? Mm-hmm. You know, I wouldn't have even known she was at their house and where to look for her. And Vidat's kind of like, so you're talking about just life? Like, anything could happen at any time, whether mm-hmm. you know where she is or not. Like, an act, like that's just life. Things can still happen. You're going to try to control every aspect of daily life, you know? Right. Um, is there anything else that he says during that? Like, Well, I really liked that Vidat points out that it takes him a really long time and it's difficult for him to form those attachments mm-hmm. and to open up to people. But then it's like once he does, it kind of, you know, opens the dam and yeah. <laughs> and Demir starts kind of maybe being a little overwhelming. Maybe he's mm-hmm. a little clingy. And it really is a bummer that this scene wasn't in the episode yeah. because later on when Demir and Elul have a confrontation between the two of them mm-hmm. as they're driving together – they get out. They have this whole conversation, and um, they're you know they're they're kind of talking about what he's kind of like. What are you? What do you want from me? What are you even mm-hmm. expecting from being here? Are you expecting things to go back to the way they were? And she's kind of asking. Um, I I'm like having a hard time recalling a lot of it, but she talks about because he even says like I don't even want to know why you left. I don't mm-hmm. care. Mm-hmm. I just want to move on with my life. I've already forgotten about you, and I want you to be not here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know, she still sort of explains that she essentially felt suffocated. Mm-hmm. That he always was being really clingy and needy and where are you Elul are you coming home Elul what are you doing Elul and at that point it was just too much for her Mm -hmm. and she essentially 
fled. She yeah. didn't know what else to do. She didn't know how to deal with it. So she ran away and broke the engagement mm-hmm. and ended up breaking his heart because of it. Mm-hmm. But so I felt like, man, to hear this also from Vedat, who obviously saw all of this go down, yeah. he had a front row seat to their relationship. And he really is vouching for this reality of what their relationship was like. So it's just unfortunate that we didn't get the double context. Yeah. Not only from Elul kind of telling her side of the story, but from Demir's best friend in the yeah. entire world, essentially one of the only people he counts as his family. Mm-hmm. To also being like, hey, <laughs> yeah. I know you do this, so you need to make sure you chill out a little bit before you start to kind of scare Celine. Well, and he, and I think he even points out that Celine is nothing like Elul. Yeah. Like, she has seen, like, your craziness. She has mm-hmm. seen your crazy rules and your stubbornness. And, like, she, you know, she she dealt with all the Alara stuff. Like, she hated it. You know, it's not like she just sat down and accepted it. You know, like, um, so, like, li- like that's all stuff that he's implying, basically, would have sent Elul packing even sooner. Right. Um, that didn't send Celine packing. Right. And so she is different than Alara. And, mm-hmm. you know, I liked to – well, and on that aspect where, you know, we're talking about how he just kind of clings on. Mm-hmm. Um, when they have that homework assignment from Benjamin again. <laughs> yeah. That was so symbolic and such a metaphor of exactly yep. how they both function because, you know, it was here – we're going to – it's like word association. Like, here's a right. word. You need to write down what you immediately associate with it. And it was right. words like home, future, mm-hmm. universe, um, uh, family. Family. Uh-huh. Um, um, eternity. Eternity. Work. Maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe. maybe. Um, And, you know, and they have to sit down. They have this many seconds to write their answers and then they have to share them. So their time is up and Demir is going to read his first and every single answer is Celine. Yeah. And she is just so, you can tell, she's just like adore. She thinks it's like the sweetest. Yes. And so when it's her, when it's her turn, she starts to read off and she's like, (laughs) Demir, Demir. And he's like. Is that really what it says? And he snatches the paper from her. Yeah. Because he and knows. Boy knows. That's not and what it's, you put. And it's actually really comical because he's like, wait a minute. I'm on the bottom of all the animals. Listen, Katamook only comes when he's hungry. This dude yeah. doesn't even come. Like, I'm below him. Like, suckers. You have like, Chi-Chi first. Give me a break. <laughs> She's at the top of the list. <laughs> it's so – so he's like feign offended, you know. Right, um, right. And, you know, and then he's like, you don't even finish all of these. Like, um, you know, and she's like, okay, listen, look, I'll put you in at the top of this list in all caps. Yeah. And um, and then when, like, <laughs> when it came up for it, when it came to, like, eternity, she's talking about, like, the stars and, like, the universe. It said, like, yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and, like, when family, she's right, you know, she wrote down every, well, all that her stuff. family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, um, you know, so, like. All this stuff. And he's like, oh, my gosh. He's just so, like, I see where – look at me. I'm, like, on the bottom of all these things. Like, well, at least I made this list, whatever word it was. Right. And he's like, I'm going to go make us some, like, coffee or tea or something. And so he does. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, they're sitting on the bench, I think, after that. And – They are. Yeah. And she's, like – she starts to say something. I love like, this. Oh, such a good moment. Let me find – because I actually made little notes about this. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So <laughs> Zuzu, Zuzu liked it too. <laughs> um, Jack is sleeping behind me on the chair, so he has no opinion. But anyways, um, you know, she, okay, she had made chocolate pudding earlier because she got home. And uh, that's right. Funnily enough, she got home earlier than he did, even though he was the one that was like, don't be like, don't be late, you know. And um, and so she like started to kill the time by making them some almond milk chocolate pudding. And he actually came home from Vidot's with a plant for her, which we actually saw happen in the bonus scene because he points to this one particular plant. And he's like, has anyone claimed that yet? Does anybody own this plant? Um, And so he clearly brought something home. For her, I never really got to see what kind of like plant it was, or if it was like um yeah, it looks some like some sort of little tree. tree. So I was trying to um, so I was trying to um figure like figure out if there was some meaning to it, but if there is, I don't really know what kind of um tree it was. So we, I feel like we got the barest glimpse of it. Yeah, we barely got to see it. But <laughs> yeah. either way, he was thinking of her. She was clearly thinking of him. So now that was almost my favorite. Because the fact that they were both thinking of each other, yeah. they're both just very considerate of one another, and yeah. I stinking adore that. I know. And then this scene, also, I Ugh. it actually I was kind of tearing up during this scene. I, don't I know. know what it was about it. Yes, it was just so raw and like it was, and well, it it feels like a real issue that a lot of relationships face. And I think that's part of it too. Like, because I was just, there's an, there's a thing happening on This Is Us this week. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's kind of been happening, but it kind of came to a head. And it, I mean, it's an emotional show, yes. But this like <laughs> hit me because I was just like, oh my gosh, this is like, I literally could see this. Like, this is a real life problem. And the way that it wasn't just like all of a sudden let's create this problem mm-hmm. um, just to throw drama in. It's a problem you could see building up from like a year ago. Like, you could see this problem, like, starting very small and going, okay, if this isn't, like, dealt with or if this this could grow and fester into something. And then it does, over the course of the season, grow and fester mm. into something. And so it just felt so real the way it, like, and organic the way it unfolded that, like, when it all came to a head, it just hit me because I was like, that that is how stuff like this happens, like, in marriages yeah. and in real life. Like, so I can see that. That's And I think that's what this was. It felt so very realistic like these are things that you see happen maybe it's even happened in a relationship of your own or you've seen it happen in other relationships people around you where it's like yeah you do have these like these like um issues that come to light in the form of these insecurities that then kind of manifest as these um traits that can be overwhelming or off-putting when that's literally the exact opposite of what they want those actions to be like he wants to hold on to them so badly but then he winds up crushing them and pushing them away and you can see in this scene that he he knows that about himself he's very aware of it and he's while he's still struggling with it he's also trying to do his best to like um uh like grow from it like you know how he tells her like i don't want you to change like don't change all your answers to Right. Demir, 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 you know, just because mine was Celine, 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 Celine. Right. Yeah. Well, and and this is, you know, I feel like there we've seen them come to this point in their relationship where they have fallen for one another. Mm-hmm. They 
I have all of the feelings. They're so happy to be together. They're getting started on this relationship. And we're really seeing that with both of the couple, both of the main couples that we're really seeing with Ibo and Ida as well. Kind of that initial spark has happened mm -hmm. with them. And they're really actually starting to get to know one another now. And with Celine and Demir, their, the beginning of their relationship was obviously entirely different than mm -hmm. Ida and Ibo, but it's always kind of the same course as far as relationships go. Mm -hmm. You know, they've, they've gotten to know each other a little bit. They've been through some difficult stuff, but essentially they've fallen for each other. And now we're really getting into kind of what you said, kind of the, the nitty gritty of relationships mm -hmm. and getting to know those insecurities, getting to know certain tendencies that people have where you're really kind of having to learn, okay, how compatible are we really? Because you can have all the feelings in the world for mm -hmm. somebody, but when it comes down to it, there are certain things like how you communicate certain things, um, kind of the whole love languages thing, yeah. uh, what your insecurities are and how those manifest, like you said, and all of those different things are going to play different factors into how the relationship functions. And it's yeah. really the two of you figuring out how is our relationship going to function? How are we going to deal with these certain things? And that's really what we're seeing. The cool thing is that, you know, Bunyamin is mm -hmm. kind of a silly character mm -hmm. and all of that. But... I feel like, especially in this episode, we're really seeing the fruits of his labor as yeah. Mr. Therapist and the homework that he's giving to both couples, that it's really revealing certain things between all of them and especially between Celine and Demir mm -hmm. that maybe wouldn't have necessarily come up organically. And yeah. it's nice and early in their relationship for these mm -hmm. things to be unearthed, so to speak. Yeah. So they're having to deal with it. They're having to figure it out. And they're having these killer conversations just so these last few episodes. Good. Like like in this scene when she's like, okay, I need to explain something to you. Mm -hmm. Because even though, yes, her answers were all encompassing, um, she's like, I, that night – because he kind of – when he's giving her a hard time earlier and mm -hmm. he's like um, – and he's telling her like – Wait a minute. What you the universe? You wrote about the. He says space this, and time. She says space yeah, and time. space and time. But what happened yeah. to the cluster of stars you told me about? Where is the Demir Erendil star like that you told me about? And and so she kind of circles back to that and she's like, listen, that night when I told you about that cluster of stars, she's like, that was like the big bang for me. Like, yeah, everything changed. My priorities changed, mm -hmm. and that's when he's like, listen, I don't want you to change your priorities. Um. I love who you are. Th mm -hmm. This, like, this broke my heart, though, because he says, I I don't want you to change your priorities. I just want you to squeeze me into them. I and know. that says so much to me about he just, he wants to be the least intrusive, the least, like, he wants to make the smallest wave as possible so mm -hmm. that he's not an inconvenience, that he's yeah. not, like, he's just willing, like, he's going to make her literally the center of his universe according yeah. to that paper but, but he doesn't think he deserves the same from her no he just yeah. wants to be the smallest part of it so that mm -hmm. he belongs to her but not in any way that's going to change her or cause her to question like 
he's willing to accept such a like tiny amount yeah uh, uh, and it just like oh it like gutted me yeah well and then he's like i need to apologize to you because i felt i made you feel bad today and she's like why do you have to apologize to me don't apologize Mm -hmm. to me and they start talking about she's like i i didn't ask because i didn't want to upset you or make Mm -hmm. you feel like you're drowning in your problems but clearly there is a problem and he She's kind of like, what's what's wrong? What's yeah. going on? I need, you know, do you want to talk, talk about to me. it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he tells her that he does have a problem. But once he starts saying, in the past, she immediately stops him. Yep. And she says, okay, Demir, I changed my mind. <laughs> yeah. We don't have to talk about this. What's in the past is in the past. Mm-hmm. I know there are things in your past that have broken you, that have broken your heart. So let's not discuss that for right now. Let's live in the present. And this is kind of a recurring theme through this episode mm-hmm. where to sort of b- try to help bring him out of where he is because mm-hmm. when what she me- says. Yes, I was like, please talk about this because I love the metaphor she uses. Oh my God. She said, today you told me it doesn't feel good when you're alone in this house. Mm. And sometimes, though, I feel really alone myself, even when you're here. It's like you lock yourself in a dusty room of the past, and I don't know how to get in. And he leans over and gives her a big hug. And And that's the part that I was like, oh, my gosh. It's another (laughs) chest-cracking, heart-shattering hug. Yeah, and that's when I was getting teary-eyed because Mm -hmm. it's like, she's totally right. It's like he kind of shifts into this other dimension of the past, so to speak, and he's locked away in this room and she Mm -hmm. can't get to him. And so she's like, if you – well, he he uh, tells Mm -hmm. her if she ever feels alone, please tell him. And she's like, and you, please stay in the present. Stay Mm -hmm. with me. And that's kind of her mantra for him this whole episode is like, come back to the present, Demir. I need you to stay with me. I need you to be here with me right now as she's trying to pull him out of this funk, out of this dwelling on the past that Elul is really kind of making him drown in because she's shown back up. Well, and that's the the thing is that I'm like, okay, (laughs) the thing is, is it's not the past right now. It has made itself present literally right the present. right um i want to know your theory so okay well what i think is going to happen because okay clearly she says this how many times and depending on how long yeah. this gets dragged out if we're you know if this doesn't get revealed next episode whatever i have a feeling the whole be in the present is gonna be the whole thing until this is found out whether it's mm-hmm. he finally tells her i have a feeling it's going to be barack who tells her because at one point in this episode he's like well, just know that I'll never keep a secret from you, even if it, even if I think it's for your own good. Like, I'll always be truthful with you. So I felt like that was a little bit of a foreshadowing yeah. that when, if things start to spiral out of control for him and his plan isn't working the way he wants, he's yeah. just going to run to Celine and be like, I can't keep this from you anymore. I tried <laughs> yeah. to give him time to tell you and blah, blah. You know, right. he's going to paint himself the hero and then he's yes. going to tell her. So it's obviously going to lead to something messy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I have a feeling, though, it's going to be. Like, he's going to kind of say, like, well, I tried to tell – don't you remember this, this, and that? Like, I tried to tell you, and then you kept telling me 
you know, don't dwell on the past, don't this. And then right. I think that she'll probably say something along the lines of, um, like, okay, yes, that is what I meant, but I thought we were talking about the literal past, not the past that brought right. like that brought itself into our present lives. Right. Um, because that's the one like fallacy we're off- that they're operating on here is yeah. Yes, while she has a valid point. Um, you know, because there when Jason and I um like first got together and he was like, "Listen, like <laughs> my past is very very different from yours." Like mm-hmm. and and you know, and we we like sat in a parking lot of a Starbucks and just like he just kind of like hashed out everything. Like I don't know if he thought like he really did think I think after he told me all of the things that have gone on in his life and the choices he made in the past like I was going to be like, oh, okay, cool, thanks. Like, yeah, I'm out. Like, <laughs> like I'm good. Right. Um, but it was just kind of like, you know, I basically told him like, okay, well, are you telling me this because like this is still who you are and like <laughs> these are the things you do? Because yeah, if that's right. the case, then we're going to have a problem. But if you're telling me this is like who you were as an as the as an old version of yourself, like, yes, thank you for trusting me with that. Yes, thank you for confiding that in me. But, like, yes, let's leave the past where it belongs in mm-hmm. the past. Um, and, like, if that's what were happening here, like, if it were just him wanting to randomly tell her he had been engaged at one point. Right. Like. That and would it, be different. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, last episode, if he had tried to express this to her and she had said that. Totally mm-hmm. different and I would be on board with it. But. Right. This is like, this isn't really your past anymore. It's your present that you need to deal with. And I would like to actually see him get that closure yeah. where Elul's concerned because he did not get to get that because she just took off and disappeared in the middle of the night. Right. Um, to where he can genuinely see like, yes, while he made mistakes and he, there are things that he's clearly working on about himself as we see several times throughout this episode. Because mm-hmm. even when like he finds out that she's, excuse me, not going to go to Antalya with the girls and he's like wait, why aren't you going? Right. And, and then she's he like, asks why she didn't tell him about it either. Mm-hmm. And you can tell that he's upset about that. Meanwhile, he still hasn't told her about Elul. I know. <laughs> and he's, well, and he's kind of, he's also tells her at one point, I don't like keeping things from you. Yeah. So, but it continues to be this sort of reinforcement of her saying, well, you don't have to tell me right, right. now. It's your past. Stay with me in the present. Yeah yeah well and like even just like him telling like it's okay if you should go maybe you should go your friends are just gonna think like that you are ditching them for a guy blah 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 right and so i do love that this is clearly him working on it because Mm -hmm. i mean this is from the same man who in this same episode was like you left for coffee and didn't like and i you know and then like is also saying like well maybe you should be gone for two days with your friends and i can so i can appreciate that he's trying Mm -hmm. and he's clearly trying to grow in that um and especially because this that conversation about antalya happened after vedat said to him what he did right um you know so it's like i do love and appreciate that we're seeing him try to work on it so yes Mm -hmm. although some of those are his issues her leaving the way she did was absolutely wrong. Like, Elul. Like, oh, yeah. You know, so, like, for, for I, I hope that this serves to bring him closure on that so that he can fully close that door on his past mm-hmm. and realize that, you know what, I am, I am worthy of being loved despite the fact that my mother made me feel differently, despite the fact that the first woman I loved enough to want to marry, like, made me feel differently. Mm-hmm. Those, when it comes down to it, those are their issues not right. his 
Right. And so I just – I hope that that's what her presence winds up – I hope that's the purpose her presence winds up serving. Yeah. So that he can fully grow and move forward with Celine the way he's trying to. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah. 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 We got a little sidetracked from <laughs> talking about secondary people. But um, we totally did. We totally did. But that's okay because because there isn't a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, because the girls help Merve, um, Firuze and Layla. Um, sorry, Firuze and Muharram Bay have a little date, and they progress Layla. a little bit more. Sorry, Layla. Layla. And I always yeah. forget which one is which. <laughs> Shows how much I'm invested, invested. in their storylines. <laughs> um, and then we get a little more with Ebo and Ida. We sense a little bit more incompatibility with yeah. the whole dinner situation. So that was kind of awkward. It's <laughs> funny how you kind of touched on this, like, Benjamin's assignments. Mm-hmm. They're benefiting one relationship. I mean, they're benefiting them both, really, when it comes down to it. But they're benefiting yes. one in the sense that, like, these two are learning about each other and they're communicating better because of it. <laughs> yeah. And these other two, it's really showing. Like, uh-huh. Ebo's like, all excited about that double date. But, like, oh, man, it just does not wind up being, like, a fun, good time for Ida. Right. She's getting bit by mosquitoes and she's not happy that they have to repel ticks. She's uh-huh. like, why did I go to the hairstylist <sighs> and wear get these dressed heels, up. get all dressed up when this is where we were going to be eating dinner? It just wasn't what she expected. Mm-hmm. I did really like and appreciate the little moments between her and Demir. Mm-hmm. Because I he kind of helps catch her as she's like wobbling. <laughs> it was it so was, cute. It was so cute and it was so like – like a brother moment yeah. that's how it felt because he then he like offers her his arm yeah, he like walks her the rest of the way twice yeah. that happens twice twice and let me tell you <laughs> i know maybe this is a little early but i was actually cracking up at that ending scene <laughs> i was like this is probably supposed to be really dramatic but this is hilarious that the couples who were with each other when they walked up uh-huh. were, you know, the way that it looks, the yes. how it all appears to Elul. I was like, oh, that's pretty funny. This is like Celine being Merve over. Yeah, again. it was a, it was actually kind of a fun <laughs> twist on like what you would have expected necessarily the ending to be. Yeah, you would have thought it was just they stumble into them on that double date. And it's and obvious that's totally that it's, what I was mm-hmm. expecting. As soon as they both said, both couples, dessert, both people, dessert. Uh-huh. I know a great place. I was like, okay, they're running into each other uh-huh. at dessert. Uh-huh. Um, because you know, Elul and uh, Barack, he ends up asking her to dinner. They have a little dinner together, and then the double date people end up at the same dessert spot. Because apparently Demir and Elul both still love this dessert place. Mm-hmm. So that's why they went there. And then we get Ida actually revealing who sent the gifts and the flowers to Demir. Which I appreciated so mm-hmm. much um, that, you know, she's like, okay, I know you. Because last episode he had asked, like, can I trust you? So clearly that was still resonating with her. I think that was yeah. even another portion of her discomfort about being to dinner, you know, with her boss on a double day, even though he's right. not her boss in that context. Um and so she when she confesses to him and she's like, Listen, I have to tell you. Um <laughs> yeah. 
And it he's like, at first he's kind of mad because he's like, you sent her there to be stood up. Like, do you understand what that feels like? And she's like, but that's the thing. Right. we That wasn't the plan. Like, um, Osmier <laughs> had someone coming. It was an extra from a film set. And he's like, and so he kind of starts laughing because he's like, <laughs> well, let me get this straight. You were going to have some random actor show up and like be her dinner date. And he starts chuckling. Yeah. And she's like, are you not mad? And he's like, oh, I'm mad, but it's just so ridiculous that, like, I'm I not, have to laugh. I have to laugh. Like, so they they kind of come to an understanding because she's like, please don't tell Celine she had nothing to do with it and, like, I know it would upset her. And, um, right. and honestly, that sort of thing, I'm like, eh, I don't mind that being, like, a secret between them. It's yeah. It's kind of, I think it's kind of cute, actually. Yeah. Um, and Demir is really the one who should know anyway, because yes. he's the one they were trying to make jealous, mm-hmm. and they were trying to manipulate him through those gifts. It was mm-hmm. never for Celine in the first place. Yeah. They were trying to wake him up, and it worked. So, exactly. I'm okay with that, too, actually. exactly. Yeah, so, so them walking back, and they're all, you know, he offers her his arm uh-huh. again, and they're looking all sweet, like little cuties. And then uh, Shok, Elu <laughs> and Brock walk up and she's like, oh, because she sees Vedat. Yeah. And Vedat kind of, he doesn't tear into her, but he is very truthful to her. Oh, when she goes to see him at his yeah. nursery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he's like, what, are, what do you want? Mm-hmm. What are you expecting from this whole situation here? Yeah. And I like that he tells her, he's like, you broke my friend Mm -hmm. and not just broke, but shattered him. You shattered his heart. And I'm not going to let you do that again. You can't do it again. And then he sort of inadvertently reveals that Demir is not so single anymore anyway. Yep. And when she's like, well, what do you mean? Like he moved on and he's like, did you think he was just going to wait around for you for two years? And I'm like, yes, that is best friend. Yes. Chef's kiss stuff right there. Yes. Um. Because, yeah, he doesn't – he's not awful to her. He doesn't treat her like a no. pariah. He's just very straightforward with her. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. So um, I think that kind of summarizes everyone. Merve is getting prepped to go see Bora. Mm-hmm. She and Ida seemingly are going to be the ones who go to this trip. Um, yeah. And, you know, Ida and Ebo are still kind of navigating this rocky trail they're on right now because <laughs> – Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't really know where that's going to go. But, like, um, I'm trying to think. What are some other, like, key scenes? Like, right before they before they actually, like, do that homework, um, mm-hmm. before Benjamin pops up and actually assigns it to them again, yeah. when he first gets home. And um, I really liked that because, you know, he brings her the plant. He pulls her into another hug. Yes. And that's when he's like, okay, can we talk on the balcony? Mm-hmm. And but then that's you know Benjamin shows up and interrupts them. But right, we start seeing a lot more of his nervous. Did you notice it? Now I did. I did. Like every yeah. time he's like super like stressed or like he you know he clearly has something to get off his chest. He yeah he's got that nervous like he's rubbing his his hands are clasped and he's rubbing his thumbs together. Yeah. Um, well, and Benjamin notices mm-hmm. and he yeah. Like, hey <laughs> because he asks he, he <laughs> yeah. does a whole pretense of asking for very specific soda water with thinly sliced lemons and all this stuff for from celine because he sees the thumb mm-hmm. rubbing and he sees how distracted demir is 
And so Celine runs off to get him his soda water. And he's like, hey, what's going on? What's with you? What happened? You're saying everything's fine, but I can tell by your face that not everything is fine. Yep. And I don't even remember what Demir actually says to him. I think he just, like, everything's fine. We're good. Like, he just still kind of tries to, like, brush it off. Yeah. Um, And I think he was maybe about to say, like, yeah, there's something. Mm -hmm. But then Celine comes back with, like, his soda water and stuff and you know benjamin basically tells him like hey like you need to like you need to face whatever this is you know Mm -hmm. because he says like yeah don't think i didn't notice when i asked how things were she said things were great no problem you said there was no problems at work like you specifically Mm -hmm. like pointed out like uh you didn't say in general um so you know yeah props to him for that i mean i guess as a therapist it's your job to like be able to read between the lines like that but right um yeah so then of course that leads to the whole loveliness that we saw after that mm-hmm. um i do like when they're when we go to the next day because he after they have that serious conversation he gives her another sh- you know uh chest shattering hug on the on the couch on the uh patio yeah he goes in and like makes them tea or something like that gets some coffee or whatever he comes back and they're like snuggled up they just kind of are um, I think that's when they eat their pudding. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Okay, because that's when yeah. he's like, you made this pudding and it got ruined by Benjamin being here. Do you think it's cold yet? Yes. And they enjoy yeah. the pudding. And then they wind up falling asleep on the lanai. Like, mm-hmm. and, um, and so the next morning, I think it's cute because they make each other like breakfast. But yeah. she, and of course he makes her toast because he knows she loves that. But she also makes him toast and he's kind of like bread. And she's like, bread. <laughs> she's like, listen, I made it for you with love. Take a bite. And it's actually really and cute. Put because vegan cheese on it for him, yes. too. Yes. <laughs> and so, he, you know, it's cute. He does take the bite. She says, I love you. Yes. They do. They share a quick kiss. Yeah, um, yes. And then he's kind so of like. Our kiss for the episode. Yes. Our kiss for the episode. <laughs> and then he also like, he's kind of mumbling. He's not really talking to her specifically, but he's kind of like, as she's like, okay, I'll see you at work. She kind of, like, goes off mm-hmm. and he's kind of like, yeah, mm-hmm, all right, here we go. Like, flirtate. Like, he's clearly got – he's still thinking about the whole thing she said last episode about how she he, um she needs to be wooed. And so he's like, all right, we're going to do dinner. He kind of starts right. mumbling about, like, movies and this and that. Um, well, so, and later he asks if their double date is going to count uh-huh. as their real-life dating. Uh-huh. <laughs> And he's she's like, like, no, because it usually has to involve dinner and dancing or dinner and a movie. And he's like, it keeps getting more complicated and detailed. But I love yeah, that he's like yeah. committed to making it happen. Um, Brock does show up at this point. He drops. Yes. He drops something off because earlier in the episode, mm-hmm. um, he confesses to Celine that at one point, like he did, because he says something about like, well, maybe you can be the one that does the photos for this. And she's like, wait, how do you know I take photos? And yeah. he's like, Ugh. and then he actually confesses. Um, doesn't make up some lame story. He's just like, mm-hmm. well, I actually thought about this possibility, so I, I found your black room. And she's offended because she's like, first of all, the fact that you ever even thought that it was possible that I would do something like this. Yeah. Like, how dare you? Um, and the invasion of her privacy, she doesn't yep. appreciate either, especially nope. because we know how Celine feels about that dark room. Yep. It's very special to her. She doesn't reveal it to just anyone. It's a big, big deal that he did yep. that to her. And took the photos. Yeah. Didn't just like look at them. He took them. Yeah. So she's upset. She's like, yeah, deal with this client thing on your own. I'm going. Because they were supposed to be mm-hmm. going to like some client meeting. Excuse me. And yeah. Um. so this is now the follow-up to that. He's bringing the photos back. And so he drops them off with Demir. 
Um, and who kind of sees some of them as he pulls mm-hmm. them out. And it's mostly photos of Barack. So a little probably a bit of his insecurity is going to come back a smidge. Right. Um, and so uh, when Celine comes in and she's like, what was that? He, she tells him the whole thing. She, she's, she starts to sugarcoat it a little mm-hmm. bit. And then she's like, actually, no. You know what? He went in without my permission. He took these photos, blah, yep. blah, blah. And now he brought them back because they're mine. And, you know, for D- Demir, he's kind of like, not I told you so, but also like, can you understand why I don't trust him and I don't like working with him? Like, right. do you understand right. why I don't like him around you? Like, it bothers me. And, you know, and she mm-hmm. does concede a bit and say like, listen, I don't trust him as much as I did before. Right. Which you can tell is still not quite a good enough answer for him because he's like, as much, like, basically, like, you still right. trust him a little bit. Like, right. Um, so, you know, it, I do like that it does get, um, they're acknowledging this, they're talking about it. Yes. She isn't sneaky at all about it. No. She is just kind of out with the whole situation, yes. explains everything. Yeah. And, you know, he can. I think it was a good step for the two of them and yeah. her understanding his opinion of Brock and yes. hopefully her eyes are a little bit more – I think her eyes are definitely more open to who Brock is mm-hmm. and the kind of person he is as well because yeah. you can see that a wall is building between the two of them now yep. where before she was totally naive. She thought he was still mm-hmm. a great guy and – why wouldn't she? Right. She doesn't have any concept of the stuff that he's been doing behind her back, behind the company's back for all intents and purposes, mm-hmm. all this different stuff. She has had no idea. And now she's finally starting to get a real look at who he is as a person. Yep. Um, and I just want to point out that in this particular set of wardrobe, Celine, I love her little jumper, her lipstick, all of that. I love her look. Mm-hmm. But Demir's socks match her outfit today and not his. Because the day before, they were his blue shirt and his blue socks. And now he's like in a – I think it's like a white shirt and whatever pants. But his socks are red and they match mm-hmm. her red her red plaid outfit. So I just – I love that. Um, so – 1.2, we get a little thing of Brock. He kind of trolls Demir a little bit to imply that he knows things. Like, hey, you know how you tortured Celine for lying to you and keeping things from you and blah, blah, blah? Like, he doesn't say that he knows who Elul is, but right. he's all but implying it. And, like, basically, right. like, and I'll be here to pick up her pieces when that bites you in the ass, basically. And, like, she falls apart kind of a thing. Um, yeah. And you can tell, like, Demir's bothered by what he's saying because – he knows, even if he doesn't think Barack knows exactly what um, what it is, like, Demir knows, yeah, I, I technically am keeping something from her. So you can tell he's, like, mm-hmm. struggling struggling with that. Um, yeah. And at one point, oh, at one point, Elul did pull an Alara, and she did in the – she, like, roams through the office at some point. Yeah. And she, like, picks up Demir's shirt and sniffs it. Yeah. Um, and we also – is that when we got a flashback, too? Of them? It's later. So, okay. well, no, she might have got – she had a little bit of a flashback, but was that oh, – it might have been both scenes. Now well, I can't remember. I, well, I don't like these flashbacks. He's, like, all snuggly with her, and I'm like, no, I don't. I yeah. mean, I get it. I know they're just trying to show us, like, pieces of what their relationship was, and I get that. But I'm like, it looks so wrong when it's not him being that way with Celine. Um, well, because she goes in, she ends up sniffing his shirt putting it back down and then later on mm-hmm. he is having issues he's having a terrible day he, he just 
is really upset that she's there and it's bringing yeah. back all this stuff. And he goes to his office. He sees the shirt. And as he starts to put it away, he smells her on uh-huh. the shirt. And that is what triggers some flashbacks for him of like a picnic and all this different stuff. And he kind of just can't handle it. So he throws the shirt in the trash. He <laughs> kind of freaks out yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Because he smells it on his hands now. Mm-hmm. So he runs to the bathroom. Poor he baby. washes his hands a couple times. He still can't really deal right now. He's mm-hmm. very emotionally overwhelmed. So he is like, I, I'll be back, mm-hmm. you know. And he he runs. He goes to get air. He goes and has a moment by the ocean Sweet Celine totally gets that he needs some time right now. And she just texts him like, I hope you're throwing all your problems into the into the sea while you're there. And he – that's probably the best thing that yeah. she could have texted him because she doesn't run after him. She doesn't no. pressure him. She lets him have his moment and she's like, hey – cast it away you know throw it all into the ocean and i hope that your time is is calming and comforting and um i poor guy he just has like a terrible terrible day i know well and he even still asks her like you know i'm gonna be on my way back soon do you want me to bring you a dessert and she's mm-hmm. like, no, the dessert would just be you coming back and, like, leaving all your problems there. But he brings her back a sucker anyways, one of those suckers yeah. that, like, mm-hmm. is clearly, like, a symbol of their relationship now. Um, so she, of course, thinks it's the, the sweetest thing when she finds it on her desk. And yeah, they have a sweet little moment in his office after that. Um, and um, at one point, too, and I think this is while he's out getting his, like, breath of fresh air by the ocean – Elul mm-hmm. comes in and she, like, is bringing stuff for the break room. Yes. And Celine recognizes – she knows what the the coffee siphon is. Mm-hmm. And she recognizes the teapot because they are identical to the ones that Demir has at home. So I feel like that's yeah. going to come back into play too where she's going to kind of be like, oh, my sure. gosh, why didn't I put this together? You started being this way the second she showed up. You two had similar interests. Like, so I think that's going to wind yep. up playing a role later. Um. But the actual gesture of what she's doing is nice. Like, hey, I have this stuff. Like, it's I'm going to put it here in the break room for us all to use. Um, so, again, right. trying to show she's not all terrible. Um, right. But I did – oh, and I – you know, I do want to talk about the scene that uh, Elul and Demir wind up having while they're getting t- tea. Because they have um, – mm-hmm. they wind up oh, having – Oh, right. L- they have that lunch with Barack because, of course, Barack's like, oh, let's have a lunch meeting. And his whole purpose is to make it uncomfortable. She's yeah. actually like, hey, I think you pointed this out earlier, like, hey, we actually do have a company to fix. So, like, right. let's get on that. So she even says to yeah. Demir, like, hey, I know there was a customer who initially was going to go with someone else. I actually convinced them to talk with you and hear you out again. I think mm-hmm. she says something to Barack about, like, you need to start offering stuff at wholesale right now um mm-hmm. basically to just keep luring customers in and he gets kind of irate like why would i do that like right you know and she's like listen we have to strategize blah blah blah. so she is here to actually do business too yeah barack finds a reason to leave of course to leave the two of mm-hmm. them together and and i thought this was definitely like a jab because she's like can we get coffee and he's like no we can get tea just another way to show things that have changed and that are different for mm-hmm. him um and so they go to this little, you know, tea cafe by the sea. Right. And she's kind of talking about – obviously, the tea winds up becoming a metaphor because she's talking about how she missed the tea and da-da-da. And he's like, oh, yes. did you? Okay. 
So he like orders her two more glasses and like shoves it in front of her like, here, you love it so much. Drink it all. Right. And he, you know. Well, and she's like waxing poetic about Istanbul and all the different things that she's missed. Mm-hmm. And clearly the things that she's naming are the things that the two of them have done together during yes. their relationship. Mm-hmm. So she's, you know, kind of trying to make it sound dreamy and oh, this wonderful memory and I'm so happy that I'm back. And yeah, he essentially just fully shuts her down. Like, well, you're here, so you can do all that stuff. Here, you want more more tea? Drink all the tea you want, girlfriend. Yep. I have to leave. <laughs> and then he's like, and I love too how he's like, look, you're barely choking down the one glass, so don't mm-hmm. come back. At, and obviously the one glass is their relationship the first right. time. And he's like, don't come back asking for seconds and thirds when you can barely, like, it's not going to be here for you. It's going to be left. It's going to get cold. It's going to get this. Like, yep. it, he's clearly the first and second glasses. Like, I just, I really loved that the picture that painted and then he just storms out. Yeah. Um, And so, well, And then, go ahead. I don't know if we want to talk about their second kind of confrontation. Yes. yes. Later on when they're actually going to go visit that client. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they're driving and he basically won't talk to her. Yep. He's being super <laughs> <And> indifferent. <laughs> He is, but she is upset because she's like, okay, well, I understand that you're upset, you know, and I understand that you don't want me here, but Demir, you need to actually like, like yell at me, say something, don't just be silent. And he, of course, is mad. And so he pulls over and they both end up getting out of the car and they have this whole conference. They have it out right there. Well, and what's interesting to me is that she's like, how long are you going to ignore me? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. How about two years? How does that sound? Like, And like, girlfriend, you've been back, what, one day? Yeah. Two days now? You're, and you blindsided <laughs> him. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You didn't tell him he was you were coming. Mm-hmm. You've disappeared off the mm-hmm. off the grid for two years. You come back and you expect him to not only forgive you but to be happy that you're back after one singular day Mm -hmm. well and what gets me too because this is also where vidat's conversation in the bonus scene is kind of confirmed through her which you talked about already right um you know because she's like it just got to be too much you wanted to know this you were on it always needed to know that when i was going to be home blah 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 so if that is the case Mm -hmm. why do you want this man back Right. Aren't you going to assume he's going to be acting the same way? Right. Like, Why wouldn't you get just as irritated with him being clingy now, two years later? Yeah. Especially if you supposedly tried to get rid of the woman who you were. You mm-hmm. tried your best to, quote, kill her, but you couldn't do it. Right. And so now you're back in Istanbul, essentially the same person that you used to mm-hmm. be. Who is to assume that Demir has not changed mm-hmm. like what why would she assume that demir has also not changed right and Two if he hasn't it's what chased you away the first time so why do you want to do this again right so like she needs to do some like self-reflection here on like what is it that you're right. really after um are you just like upset that he's not still pining away for you two years later like i i, I so my theory, mm-hmm. because after he ends up walking away and driving away, leaving her there on the coast. <laughs> I loved that so much. I was like, he literally was like, this is the kind of person you are. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. And just gets in his car and takes off. Yep. I loved that. <laughs> yeah. He gives her a little taste of her own medicine. 
And oh, so what I think because after he after he does that, she says, "I love you," or like, "I still love you," something to that effect. And I don't. I truly believe she does believe that. I think she actually believes she's still in love with him. Mm-hmm. But. I think that she's in love with the idea of him, the idea of their relationship, because Mm -hmm. she says outright to him, I couldn't handle it and I left, but as time went on and I thought about our relationship and I kept looking back, Mm -hmm. I started seeing how great it was and that I essentially want to go back to that. So she's kind of turned it into this idealized version of whatever mm-hmm. their relationship was because clearly while she was in that relationship, right. she didn't like the way things were going and she didn't appreciate who he is as a person and his needy tendencies and the way that he was maybe a little bit controlling because she did leave. Right. <laughs> it's exactly. not just something that came out of the blue Stuff like that doesn't come out of the blue. If you're dating somebody, if you're in a relationship with somebody and there are things that weigh on you, things that nag at you, things that bother Mm -hmm. you, eventually it's all going to kind of come to a head and something is going to happen. But very often, this is the kind of thing that happens. It's another so real world situation. Yeah. Yeah. Because like I know I've done that where I was in a relationship and then we broke up and then Mm -hmm. later on I was like, no, I really do love him (laughs) and Mm -hmm. ended up going back to that same relationship and it was still the exact same relationship. Right. We still weren't good for each other. Right, because you were still who you were. He was still who he was. And on its own, neither of those things are bad. No. Absolutely like, not. Like just he's because a, he's two a great people, guy, but yep. yep. Just because two people don't work well together in a relationship, yes. it doesn't make either of them a bad person, right? Sometimes it's just not meant to be. Yes, and it's better to just come to grips with that mm-hmm. and walk away than to try to force something. Yeah. And now I feel like Elul is in that position yes. where she's looking back on the relationship with rose-colored glasses, mm-hmm. thinking, oh, Demir, he was so sweet. We had mm-hmm. all these good times, blah, 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 because she's two years separated from the whole, the whole yeah. thing. Yep. Yeah, so you definitely – in the same aspect that hindsight can also be twenty twenty, which it seems to be for Demir, mm-hmm. um, it can also come with rose-colored glasses because yep. you, you know, you keep all of the good – because the flashbacks, I mean, obviously not the one where he's, like, holding the letter and crying and stuff, but, like, right. you know, like, obviously they did have some good times where they're, you know, out – because we – um. We got that pencil flashback where mm-hmm. she was faceless at the time. But, like, you know, they clearly were just in a very, like, good, chill place. Like, he's mm-hmm. doing his work. She's admiring that. She even, like, says something flirty about the way he holds the pencil. Right. Um, and then, you know, we got another glimpse where he's, like, he's their faces are kind of snuggled together and he's got his arms around her. Mm-hmm. You know, so obviously those are the things that, like, she's clinging on to. The highlights. The highlights. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, and he's like, yeah, I'm beyond that. Like, all, all I see were the yeah. opposite of that. Um, but you're right. And I think in that same respect, like you said, just because two people aren't compatible doesn't make one or both of them bad. Um, and I think that's what is trying to be painted here is like, because Elul is not like, 
Yeah, we were tricked by Alara for like half a second. We were like, oh, she's just this customer. But it became very apparent very quickly the kind of person she was. Very. I think with Elul, they're trying to show us like, you know, just the thoughtfulness that she has like in Mm -hmm. bringing the stuff to share with the break room and all this stuff. Like knowing the names of the people. Like she is – she is probably in a whole a a good person. A good person, right. She's just not someone who's incompatible with someone who's like Demir. And mm-hmm. unlike, like, the thing is with, like, Celine and Demir, Celine has stuck around through the rough with Demir already. Yep. Where Elul did not. And so that already shows his compatibility with Celine better. They communicate. Yeah. She can see, like, again, she can see he's clearly struggling, but knows when to push and when to not. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that's just not something that Elul had. So, right. um, and she just freaked out and took off. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So I'm hoping that's what that's building towards is just to show us like, oh, yeah, she was bad for Demir. She did, you know, she did an awful thing to him because she didn't know how else to react. But right. she's not an awful person. She's already told Barack, like, I'm not going to help you with whatever takedown it is you're clearly right. attempting to make happen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so um, yeah, like I, I also really liked um, – when they're before they get ready for their double date when she comes home because they have another moment he's you know he's clearly worn out and he's like oh do i need to get up and get ready she's like no we have time like take a nap like rest relax well they wind up falling asleep Mm -hmm. and um all snuggled up and when they wake up you know they're a little disoriented but they're gonna hurry and get ready but they do have yet another moment um you know because i think she asks him if he wound up like um I don't know if this is here or not, but she does wind up asking, like, did you throw your troubles away to the sea? And he's like, Mm. no, I wouldn't do that to the, you know, it seems unfair to do that to the sea. But I am, I am trying to work on them. I am trying to work through it. Um, You know, and he says, and he kind of grabs her hands when they're sitting on the bed. And he's like, Selene, I just want you to know it doesn't have anything to do with you, though. Right. And that's when she, she's like, okay, then look, like I already said that that's good then. Stay present with me. Stay mm-hmm. here. Let's get ready and go on this date. And, you know, he does kind of lay his head in her lap a little bit. And I think this is – I think you mentioned him saying this. And I think this is when he says it is when he's like, "Yeah, I don't like keeping things from you. And yeah. that's when she's kind of like, okay, well, you're going to work through this and we can talk about it when you're ready and blah, blah, blah. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, I just – yeah, I really liked that. Because, again, it's just all these moments of him being super – super um vulnerable so yeah well and we're seeing the dynamic of their relationship play out in in the many ways that that their dynamic varies with how playful they are with each other but then how vulnerable they can also be with one another how they're very give and take and you know celine will confront him and push back when she needs Mm to and back off when she knows that he needs some time to himself yeah um it's just been really fun to see the the many facets of their relationship and how they react to each other and how they relate to one another yeah that's it's bit i'm i'm really liking it i'm really really loving it me me too um oh did you notice this was just like something small but um, when they first introduce Elul after the whole confrontation in the office and they, you know, they introduce her to the crew, like she's being brought in for financial, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And she's kind of like, she greets them, you know, she kind of says a few nice things and she's like, it'd be nice to get to know each of you individually. I'd like to meet with you. 
And they kind of start giggling and Celine's like, oh, and what order would you like to see us in? Because she's doing exactly what Demir did when he first showed up, was like wanting to meet with them individually. Oh, like, I didn't even connect they, that. They kind of start all laughing because they're like, oh, who does this sound like? Like it, And it's funny because it's kind of like, oh, yeah. Like, so they obviously did have some of their similarities. Mm-hmm. She was coming at it clearly as more of a, I really want to get to know you. He had a more of an like – more right. of an offense as far as like why he was wanting to do that right. and then she does eventually relax and say like, at one point like you know what would be better and more fun like just organize a lunch we'll all get together right they end up having that on the terrace and chit chatting and finding out a little bit more about her and stuff mm-hmm. that fried chicken that celine was holding looked so good like she eats fried chicken a lot but for whatever reason that particular bucket <laughs> looked so good i was like oh man i want some fried chicken uh, but it was like 10 o'clock at night so i was like uh yeah that's not happening um Anyways, I just thought that was, like, funny. But, yeah, I thought that was interesting So I'm like, okay, they're showing us these tiny little things that, like, would either show Demir's influence in her life or just similarities that they shared that maybe brought them together so that when this is revealed at some point, I think Celine's going to have a bunch of these, like, aha moments. Um, well, and I think that's a good point that, that yeah, um, because we also heard from Demir in last episode mm-hmm. when he – tell when they're talking about – him dating himself essentially and how she's celine is like oh ha 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 Mm -hmm. you guys would always be scheduled and everything would would you eat everything healthy and Mm -hmm. all this different stuff and in this episode we're like you said that's a that's a great point we're kind of seeing oh there are some similarities Mm -hmm. even just in the whole coffee and green tea thing Mm -hmm. in their the place that they like to go for dessert um, maybe some of the work tendencies that they both have. Mm-hmm. The fact that she supposedly left him also because she was worried that her career would be stifled if she ended up getting married. And she is very, obviously very driven, very right. career-minded, as is Demir. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty, that's that's a good point. I'll bet we're going to be, I'll bet that won't be the end of the similarities we're going to yeah. see between them. Yep. That's uh, – yeah, I'm interested. I'm curious yeah. to see. Um, okay, when do you think – when do you think it's going to get – when do you think the revelation is going to happen? You know, with this show – with the way this show has been – And how almost I think it's all of our be... predictions are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like they really well, have some been. some of them have been right, Okay. <laughs> they're few and far between but that's okay um my prediction is the end of the next episode okay i think that's gonna be the the ending scene is it's gonna be almost a parallel of the ending scene today but but it it will be him you know snoogling celine Mm -hmm. or something like that and maybe they don't meet eyes maybe she sees it from afar Mm -hmm. that kind of a thing okay so that's when she's gonna figure out about celine but when when is celine gonna know that like their exes i'm that's what i'm the most worried about i think 17 yeah i think so too i think 17 i think elul finds out that it's not ida but that it's celine that he's dating Mm -hmm. in the next episode and i think in 17 so well, finds out who she really and is. And I could see it happening, like her and Celine maybe starting to get along more at work. Or sure. Like, yeah, like she likes deve- her. Like developing a friendship of some sort. And then it's like, 
and then maybe Demir sees that, like, what the heck is going on? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, crap. Like, um, and then she'll just, yeah, like you said, she'll probably see some sort of interaction between her, between Celine and Demir and kind of be like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Like, it's yeah. not Ida. Like, um, or, great, and I really like this girl. Or the end of the next episode is Brock revealing it to Celine. Ugh, I will hate him if he does that, honestly. He totally would, though. You know what's going to be interesting, though? If he is the one who blurts it, well, yes, she probably, I'm sure she will be upset with Demir. Mm-hmm. If she continues the trajectory she's going where Brock is concerned, she's going to be pissed at him, too, because she's oh, going to yeah. be like, oh, so you brought her on knowing exactly who she was. You brought her on to torture him and therefore, like, hurt me. Like, so hopefully if he mm-hmm. is the one, it blows up in his face and she's kind of like, I yeah. don't know what you thought you were going to accomplish, but, like, this just proves to me that, like, you and I can't be friends, like, at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, if he is the one to reveal it, if we get that from it, I'll be happy then. Like, if she's – Yeah. Like – uh, then that means you're a horrible person because you brought her here to bring pain to Demir. Like, and right. how you thought that was going to benefit me watching someone I love, like, torture themselves right. and have a hard time telling me about this. Like, yeah. So. I I could see him, though, playing it off in a way where he's like, oh, yeah, do, haven't, don't you guys know each other from – from the past mm-hmm. you know like b- mm-hmm. doing it in a baiting quote, innocent them. way yes where it's not him being overtly hostile and being like yeah. selena i'm gonna drop this this bomb on you mm-hmm. but doing it in a way it's like oh that's right i remember reading in the paper that you two were dating blah 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 some some random thing like yeah. that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah Ugh, barack i know i know anyways rude um yeah so overall a good episode because we just got to see even more into demir's vulnerability and struggles um Mm -hmm. and yeah i i am hopeful that elul is like it's not elul is not going to be the one who causes the problems like yes the revelation of who she is might cause some issues right but i don't think she's here to alara everything (laughs) yeah because i think like you said she is convinced that she actually does love him or maybe Mm -hmm. she truly does and just realizes that it's too late and so as someone who actually loves somebody wants him to be happy and if she can see that he's clearly happy with celine and that their relationship looks nothing like what their relation you know what her relationship with him looked like that she can like wish him well like when it comes to that so yeah anyways but yeah Mm -hmm. So Good that episode. was volume 15. Thank you guys for tuning in, of course, as always. Um, we will be back next week, of course, with 16 to see just how many of our theories uh, pan out or uh, burn and or die. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> well, because like Becca and like a couple other people were like on Twitter, they're like, me, when the Dizzy for Dizzy girls um, come to prediction time at the end of the podcast. <laughs> and like Becca's was like a gif of this guy like sweating bullets. Like... <laughs> And then, like, somebody else's was, like, um, like trying to keep their mouth closed, like, zipped closed. And, like, another one was, like, somebody just, like, cackling. Like, <laughs> I would imagine that's probably – if you've seen the show before, it's yeah. probably <laughs> one of the best parts of the whole podcast yeah. is us wildly, uh-huh. you know, conjecturing about the storyline. 
<laughs> and trying to be like as detailed and like symbolic as it is uh, as yeah. possible. And like, oh, like, we know this really <laughs> well. Yeah, we can absolutely totally pretend. <laughs> I will say it has been fun being wrong because like it's just yeah. cool to see that while this is has so many classic rom com things in it and tropes mm-hmm. like that it is fine it did find a way to do things differently while mm-hmm. still maintaining the heart of what a uh, romance Daisy should be so absolutely yeah anyhow <laughs> um yeah so uh thank you guys i hope our our hope our predictions corner was just as entertaining this week for you for those of you <laughs> who uh love this part of the show to be like Haha, <laughs> you're so wrong. Um, yeah, <laughs> you idiots, you dummies. <laughs> so, uh, yes, thank you guys. Um, episode notes have links to everywhere you can find us, our merch store, all that good stuff. So, um, you know the drill by now. You've probably been with us a while. So, thank you for tuning in, you guys. And until next time, good to shadows, post to call. Bye.